This podcast is intended for educational purposes only. Advice should be sought about your specific matter. No attorney-client relationship is formed between any client and attorney Don Dennis until there is a signed engagement agreement and payment of an initial deposit. No client-consultant agreement has been formed between any client and Inverted Chaos Incorporated until there is a signed agreement and payment of an initial deposit. Welcome to the Inverted Chaos Podcast from Silicon Beach, reporting on issues and technology. My name is Louis Hurtado. We have a great podcast for you today. My guest today is Don Dennis, and we're going to be talking about the shared economy and if the companies they work for are sharing with them or are they being stingy. I'm your host, a multidisciplinary graphic designer and animator living in Los Angeles, specializing in creating user interfaces for mobile, web, and motion graphics for television and advertising. Previously, I had been a visual design lead at several of the top agencies, television networks, and game studios, including NBC Universal, Hulu, and True TV. Don Dennis is a Los Angeles-based attorney that specializes in internet law and intellectual property. He assists clients of all sizes from startup companies to established corporations. Attorney Dennis is also a professor of law and enjoys explaining the law in plain English. Attorney Dennis obtained his Bachelor's of Science in Civil Engineering from Northwestern University and his Juris Doctor of Law from UCLA. So you just had a, uh, a, a case come by your desk uh, where a certain person was trying to uh, sue Grubhub, which is a part of the shared economy. Yeah, there was a guy named Mr. Lawson, and apparently he sued Grubhub, and he sued him in federal court. And the interesting thing for you and I is that he is right here in the city of Inglewood, which is located in Los Angeles County, and it's right in the area where they're building the new Rams stadium for the Mm -hmm. Los Angeles Rams football team, and the forum is located there, and so it's a lot of development going on. And Mr. Lawson, the guy that sued, he's here. And as you can see, as you know, L.A. is called the movie capital of the world. We have a lot of people that want to be in the entertainment industry. And Mr. Lawson is, in fact, in that industry. The court stated he is an aspiring actor, director, producer, and writer. And an aspiring taxi driver, apparently, or food delivery guy. Well, a lot of people don't know that a lot of people that are in the entertainment industry, you know, they have side jobs and hustles as bartenders, waiters, waitresses, and other things that they use to support and sustain themselves Mm -hmm. while they're waiting for their big break or waiting for the role, in fact, that they're looking for. So I'm sure it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've met people or you know people that drive for Grubhub or other shared gig economy businesses. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of friends who uh, rely on this as supplemental income. A lot of them sometimes just do it for fun because it's it's a way for them to uh, meet new people and get new stories. In fact, uh, whenever I use the Lyft, uh, uh, I end up using the Lyft line, uh, which is where uh, you're pretty much guaranteed to have someone else uh, in the car as well. And I've met some of the most fascinating, interesting people where you just walk into the car and there's someone else in there with you and have some pretty pretty nice conversations, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I'm sure if um, you were in the car with Mr. Lawson, you would have had an interesting conversation. <laughs> I know, because, right? Yeah, because in reading the court's opinion, they have a specific section in the opinion where he's where they said he was gaming the the Grubhub app to work with him. Mm -hmm. How was he doing that? Well, he was, you know, I guess you have to commit to working a certain block of time on different days. And he would, you know, turn and toggle the switch on and off to show he wasn't available at certain times. But he, he didn't want to because basically, let's back up. The way it works is you get paid based on the number of acceptances of potential jobs that you get when they get a request for someone to go pick someone up mm -hmm. if you're a driver then you you know you if you accept majority of your calls and a certain percentage rate then you get a higher payment rate per hour mm. so let's say i'll work from 12 to 5 or something like that and then turn his his, his uh, app on, off on saying he's available at the end of the shift and then make it look as if he was available the whole time and get paid. But he did all kind of things that the court brought up in the opinion. And it was a rather interesting, but I don't know. That's not really the key issue. Right. right. The, the key issue in this case was the fact that whether or not he was an independent contractor providing services for Grubhub or whether he was an employee Mm -hmm. of, of, uh, now were you gonna say something yeah yeah so um let's let's define at least from a legal basis what a in, in, independent contractor is sure 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 so an independent contractor is someone that holds themselves out and provides a service or goods as a as their independent profession so for example if you hire an accountant to do your taxes. And I know a lot of people are going to be looking into doing their taxes. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not hiring that accountant to work for you full time. Mm -hmm. You're just hiring them because you need them before April the 15th. So you won't get in trouble. Right. So you're hiring them as an independent contractor. And when you hire them, most people are not accountants. So you can't tell the accountant how to prepare the paperwork, what forms is used, this and that, you know, you're relying on their independent knowledge, wisdom, guidance, and education to fulfill the service that you need, which is a completed tax return. So that's an independent contractor. Whereas the people that work behind the counter at a fast food restaurant, they have a certain script to follow. They have certain uniforms to wear. They might have picturesque menus to point to, and they're told to push certain buttons on the register, and they have to show up at a certain time, say a certain thing, like, welcome, how may I help you? Things of that nature. So most likely they're an employee because they don't have say-so they don't have independent control and they're not at their own discretion as to how they want to operate at that business. Right. So you would go to a, a tax person because you're looking for their expertise. Whereas um, if you were going to the counter at a fast food joint, you're not going to be asking for their expertise on which burger to order. Right. Like that's kind of the. Uh, well, you're like, not going to give them direction on how to make mm -hmm. the burger, what bunny, oh, right. yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to direct their every movement as to what they're going to do. You're just paying for a finished product. And more so, as a customer, you're not. But however, their employer, mm -hmm. a fast food company, is going to direct exactly how the finished product should look with no deviation. 
So is a pizza delivery guy for Domino's, as an example, typically an employee or independent contractor, like before the shared economy, um, do you know if, um, like what their basis, their, their employment basis was? I believe that typically they were employees mm -hmm. for the most part. Right. They work directly for the company. They're most likely an employee. However, I don't know, you know, how they, you know, do things, but you could think of someone working on the assembly line at a car manufacturer. You know, if they go in every day, clock in at eight, clock out at five, go to classes, being trained by the company as to how the how what part they should put on a car, what bolt they should use, mm -hmm. things of that nature, giving all this direction, guidance, training, advice. You know, told uh, when they they could be fired at will, things of that nature. Most likely, they're an employee. Right. So. Um... Why, why this guy Lawson, uh, why was he stating that he should be classified as an employee when there was no one asking him to work extra hours, if at all? Well, the bottom line in this and in most other lawsuits is about money, mm -hmm. right? Most people say it's about, it's not money, it's the principle, but if you take, but they don't, in their lawsuit, they don't say, well, I just want a nominal dollar fee. You know, they want money. And in this situation, the key issue is, he was suing because he stated that he didn't get paid minimum minimum wages for several hours that he worked. Also, he was saying he was due overtime. And lastly, he was stating that he was due employee expense reimbursement. So if you calculated how much money all of these things equated to over the time that he worked for them, it was probably a significant amount of money to him that he felt he was entitled to right <clears throat> so um what, what was the what was the final um what did the judge rule in the case the judge said that as far as they were concerned as far as the judge was concerned he is an independent contractor therefore if he's ruled an independent contractor he is not owed you know money for overtime he's not owed money for minimum wage or employee expense reimbursement things of that nature mm -hmm. and they felt that way because they went through you know a, a long detailed legal analysis but however the reason that this case is significant is because there are several factors that the court looked at and what they do is they'll say for example there's five or six different things that we're looking at to make this determination as to whether or not you're an employee or an independent contractor so it's not you have to have all of them in your favor. It's kind of like a balancing test. So you uh, imagine two balancing, two scales, mm -hmm. balance. And one side you can put items loaded up on, and the other side you can load items up on. But whichever side weighs heavily, whether it's for the independent contractor or for the employee, that's the one that's going to prevail. And in this case, the factors weighed in favor of him becoming an independent contractor. However, there were a few factors that weighed in terms of in favor of him being classified as an employee. So therefore, it wasn't an open and shut case. It mm -hmm. wasn't, you know, there's nothing to talk about. Why did you even come to court? You lose automatically. No, there were a few things. Some of the things that the court looked at is as to why he was an independent contractor was the fact that Grubhub didn't control if, in fact, he worked. Mm -hmm. So each week, he had to submit blocks saying 
when he's available to work. And if he didn't, he wasn't prevented from being able to work the next week or another day for Grubhub. Whereas if you're an employee at a job, you can't say, hey, you know, most of the time I'm not going to work this week. I'll work next week. I'm taking this month off, but I'll be back. Give me some hours. I expect to get paid. You know, most employers are not going to go for that. Mm-hmm. In addition, the court found that he was an independent contractor because he could determine how long he would work. So if he wanted to work four hours on one day, he could do that. If he wanted to work eight or 12 hours the next day, he could do something like that. Mm-hmm. So and he had all that flexibility. They also said, hey, you know what? This sounds like an independent contractor. Also, Grubhub didn't control the amount of time that he had in order to pick up an order and deliver it. So, for example, Grubhub is a delivery service in which people order food because you're sitting at home. You don't want to go anywhere. And you say, hey, I want to get a pizza from this place and I want it delivered. Well, Grubhub, from my recollection, I haven't used them, but I don't believe you. Have you used them before, Lewis? Um, not that's not that specific service, but I've used food delivery services in the in the past. Yeah. When you use the food delivery services, do they guarantee you're going to have the food at a certain time? Um, they, they, will, a- they will give you a, a slice of time uh, between, like, let's say it's 6.15 and 6.30. And then huh. if things change, they'll actually send you a text and be like, this is the new updated time. So they're pretty, um, they're pretty but accurate, it's actually. Guar- it's not a guarantee of an exact time. Right. No. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the court was saying, that since Mr. Lawson was a delivery driver, a delivery driver, and he didn't have to deliver anything at an exact time, that also weighed in favor of him being an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. Because if you have an employee, you're going to tell the employee, look, deliver this package at this time, period. Mm-hmm. Not when you feel like it. Also, it weighed in favor of him being decided to be an independent contractor because he could work for Grubhub, mm-hmm. he could work for Postmates. He could work for Caviar and other companies. And in the court's opinion that I read, it stated he, in fact, did work for several other companies while working for Grubhub. So he was not an exclusive worker for them. Mm-hmm. So let the court feel like, hey, you know what? This guy is not their sole, a sole employee just for them, but he has leeway. He has freedom to do what he wants. And last, and one other thing is that if you think about it, and the court made note of this, is they didn't control, Grubhub didn't control his appearance. So he could wear whatever he wanted to wear when he made deliveries. He didn't have to wear a certain uniform or Mm -hmm. outfit. Whereas if you go in most businesses or if you go in a fast food restaurant, people generally have on a uniform. Now, none of these things are the be-all to end-all, making the definite decision as to why he was classified as this. However, it gives you an idea of the detailed analysis that courts go through. And I think a lot of times individuals that are not in court every day, they don't realize how technical and how fact specific things are in the courts trying to make a decision that's going to be of the benefit to society. Right. So wouldn't they, wouldn't this classification of uh, independent contractor kind of de-incentivize workers from working longer hours because, you know, typically if you work over 10 hours, you start getting paid overtime, things like that on, in the state of California, I believe. Um, so this would make it seem like you're getting paid the same amount of money, like over the, not 
not overall, but like let's say it's an, uh, per project or per uh, per job. Let's just like you know for delivery. Um, sure. Um, it might. It's not really a legal thing, <clears throat> but it's more of like um, exactly economics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's more of an economical decision. But I think, um, as you were saying at the beginning of our program, it depends on your financial well-being and status. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have other options to sustain yourself, you may not care about the fact that you're not getting the overtime that you would receive if you were an employee somewhere because you just want to make money. Yeah, money is money. So Op Yes, whereas if you have options, then you might think about that carefully. Mm -hmm. And here, as I was saying earlier, a lot of people that are actors, directors, and producers that are up and coming in the industry, they're looking for flexible jobs mm -hmm. where they can work in between interviews, in between calls, in between you know filming and things of that nature so they can constantly keep making money because they're not always sure as to when the next opportunity is going to come about. Right. So the, the, the invisible hand of free market economics is really going to sort this this all of this stuff out like there, there will still be people who will be happy to uh, continue working right uh especially because there is no uh long vetting process like as i see it like if you were to get hired as a uh pizza delivery guy for Domino's or for some other larger corporation like you this it's a longer process to get up and running with that company whereas if you're working for uber or for uh uh, this company Grubhub E24 or whatever um, it's something that you can basically just register on their site get get up and running really quickly and then you can kind of just like bounce around between different companies it, they, they're not going to care that's right yeah yeah that's right now I want to just add one more thing I was saying earlier that some of the factors weighed in favor of an independent contractor but there were a few factors that weighed in favor of him being classified as an employee. Mm -hmm. The fact that, you know, Grubhub controlled the app and controlled where he could make deliveries, you know, that weighed in favor of the employee because they had a lot of um, power in that area. Also, the fact that they controlled the payment. If you go to an accountant, if you go to a mechanic, for example, to get your car fixed, the payment is due when you pick your car up. So immediately upon getting the service, you owe the money and you have to pay or you can't leave with your car mm -hmm. or someone your taxes before you leave. If you want to file, you have to pay. Whereas here working for Grubhub, you know, you get paid based on when they decide to pay you. Mm -hmm. In addition, they have different rates based on the number of jobs that you accept. And so the fact that they have control in that, you know, the court said that slightly weighs in favor of an employment relationship. And then so that's, you know, it's, it's very important to understand that, you know, these different factors and the test that the court goes through, this is not, again, like I said, an open and shut case. And mm -hmm. I say that because this case may come back up in another court and it could possibly come out the other way. Yeah. So um, that's considered the Borello test for worker classification, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes. Um, so why would the... Since this is also new, the the shared economy, right? Um, why why would the Borello test kind of like not hold up nowadays as before as it did before beforehand? Well, the Borello test was from 1989, and so 
a lot of things are different now. As you stated, back then there was not necessarily the gig economy. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking about us, we're talking about a situation in which a company wants control in terms of trying to maintain a market image as to a product that they put out there or a service they provide. But at the same time, you save a lot of money when you don't have to pay people health insurance, overtime, and buy them uniforms and all the other things. Mm-hmm. So it's in a sense, you're trying to have the best of both worlds. And then also you want people to consistently maintain a certain image and appearance so that people and customers have reliance in you and they know they're going to get a consistent product. And so when you have that and you're trying to balance these two things out, it does kind of feel like this is an employee mm-hmm. as a an independent contractor because they're doing things according to a prescribed manner that employees do. Mm-hmm. Again, I go back to my example. If you go to the average mechanic, you can tell them, hey, I need a brake job or, hey, I need an oil change. But you're not going to stand there and say, first, drain the oil pan, first, hoist my car, or you have to do it the way I said, and you have to do this, you have to do that. You're just going to rely on them. Mm-hmm. So they have independent expression, whereas here, you know, there are certain things where Grubhub, although they give you leeway, they do want things done in a certain manner. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you have to have that conversation, you know, begs the question. Right. Um, yeah, it seems all pretty, it's still kind of up in the air, right? This, this, this whole thing. And um, I mean, it's going to be interesting the way it, it all plays out because I can see it both ways, really. It's ultimately yes. like how... If you rely, because you can say like, uh, I'm getting in the car the way the way they get to the des- the destination is up up to them. You know what I mean? So you are relying on their expertise in that sense. Um, but then, you know, it's ultimately it's it's going to play out over over the course of the years. I I, I believe. I agree with you 100. percent And this is important for our viewers because you know. If whether or not they're a Grubhub or any type of gig economy employee, I mean, uh, participants, it's important for them to understand how this could affect them. But also, it's important if they decide to, because we have, we're here in Silicon Beach, we have people with all type of innovative ideas. And so if they want to come up with a similar type of business, it's important that they know some of the, you know, the benefits and the downsides so they can plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Don, thank you for this very informative uh, topic. I think uh, we'll probably revisit it in the near future again with new revelations and things like that. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you have a website or any kind of social profiles you want to throw out there? Yeah, if anyone has further questions or you know they need specific legal advice because everything that we stated here was just our general take on the law but as we know it's called the practice of law it's not called the perfection of law so we're just practicing and we're just talking in general but if you have a specific issue concerning internet law or intellectual property feel free to contact my office at www.dondennislaw.com and uh, I'll have all of this stuff in the video description below um so it'll be really easy to click and and get in contact with don uh don thanks for the coming on the show much appreciated thank you very much